Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Good morning, Seeds Church. Welcome um, to our home, to our dining room here at the Swilly Casa. Um, Jesse's here with me today, and uh, we're just really super excited to be with you this morning to spend some time in the Word and also sharing about the takeaways that we've received. Hopefully, by now, um, you and your family have spent some time watching Frozen. You've seen? Yes, okay. Uh, Yes, so good. But if you haven't seen it, um, after we speak today, maybe this afternoon or this evening, you can gather your family together and watch it. Um, I even told my son, who was really reluctant to watch Frozen 2, to just put his metaphor glasses on and ask the Holy Spirit, what can I take away from this movie um, that you would want to speak to me through this movie? And uh, today we just want to share with you some of the things that the Holy Spirit downloaded to me the first time that I sat and watched it. I've seen it so many times now, it's ridiculous. But um, So at the very beginning of the movie, if you watched, uh, you'll know that there were two sisters living in a castle together, very comfortable. And the older sister even begins to sing a song and says, what else do I need? Everything that I love is within these walls. And I felt like the Holy Spirit began to nudge my heart and say, pay attention. I'm about to tell you the story of the church, the American church today. And so I leaned in and just began to say, okay, what is it? What is it you're wanting to say? And I see these two sisters have become super comfortable in their life. Everything they need, they think, is within the four walls of their castle. And they've built high walls around their castle and they don't want to leave. They don't want to go out. And he began to speak to me about how comfortable the church has become within the walls of the church. And that we even began to conform in areas to look like the world. But in Romans 12 too, it reminds us to not be so well adjusted to our culture that we just fit in without thinking. And so I was like, well, God, show me what it is that we can do. How can we do this? And in the next scene you see the older sister hearing this voice in the distance, um, this beautiful ah, voice that comes out of nowhere, and it begins to call her into the unknown. Well, I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has nudged me, nudged our family, to step out into the unknown, into this thing. We just hear a voice. We have a nudging to step out into something that we've never experienced before. But we know that when you follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, he never, ever leaves you hanging. In this movie, she begins to hear, like, there is a call, there is something, and I don't know what it is, but I feel comfortable here, but I kind of want to go outside of my comfort zone and see what that is. Well, in Jeremiah 33.3, the word says, call to me and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things, things hidden that you don't know. And I believe today that the Lord is calling us, Siege Church, out of our comfort zone. I can hear his voice saying, come out here to the unknown. And I can't tell you anything more unknown to me than this season that we're in. Um, This generation's never lived through a global pandemic before. This is very unknown. And it can be super scary, but it doesn't have to be if we lean into what the Holy Spirit can do in this season. In the next section of, of the film you find that this older sister with her little sister in tow 
is trying to find that voice. She's trying to find the truth of where that voice is coming from. During this time, you see that she pushes everyone away and ultimately all of them get separated from each other. You find this separation and isolation and I see that happening right now. Obviously, all of us are very separated. We're not even in the same building this morning having church. We're meeting in our homes and our living rooms and small groups, hopefully with people under 10 people in your house. <laughs> if you had a lot of children, I'm sorry. Um, you're going to have to let one go outside. No, but really, honestly, um, in these smaller groups where we have to see each other face to face, where we have to look into each other's eyes, which goes back to things that we've been talking about for quite a while at Seeds Church, that there's this longing and desire for people to be seen and be known. And I believe God is using this because we're reaching out one to another, even if it is virtually. But you guys know that in, in the word in Hebrews, that it says that we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but we should encourage each other all the more as we see this day approaching. And so I want to encourage you this morning that we don't have to be isolated or separated from each other, even if it's virtually, that we would look each other in the eye, that we would check in with each other on text and say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Because if we don't, you can find yourself in a really dark place. Well, as I was sitting there reminiscing about this last year, I began to think about all the different people, godly, amazing people that have shared stories with me about how isolated they have been in this last year, how separated they felt in this last year, and how depression and anxiety has been coming on the body of Christ. And I believe that that is a ploy of the enemy. I know that it is. And in the movie, we see Anna go into this dark place where she's completely alone and isolated, and she begins to sing a song. And what I've asked Jessie to do, and she is amazing, y'all, um, she's going to sing the song from the film for you, um, so just listen and enjoy this moment. I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold, this is empty, this is numb. Life like me was over, the lights are out. Hello darkness, I'm ready to succumb. I follow you around, I always have But you've gone to a place I cannot find This grief has a gravity, it pulls me down But a tiny voice whispers in my
When it's clear that everything will never be the same again And I'll make a choice to hear that voice And do the next right thing So as I sat in that moment and I heard that song and I saw her coming out of that darkness, out of that depression, out of that anxiety, listening for the voice, just like the Holy Spirit is calling out to you today and saying, hey, you are not alone. You are not isolated. Come out of that and do the next right thing. So I was like, God, what is the next right thing? What is it you're calling the church to do? What are you calling us out of? And what are you calling us into? I watched the next scene and she begins to run towards these sleeping giants and begins to yell, wake up, wake up, wake up. And she begins to make all kinds of noise to wake these sleeping giants. I think the church is the sleeping giant. I think we have been so asleep that God is taking this opportunity for us to come alive and be the hands and feet of Christ like we never have been before. And so you see her waking these giants up and she's bidding them to come and chase after her to break this dam that has been holding back water from what they think is going to be total devastation to their land. Well, I began to lean in and say, all right, I know you have something to say to our church today about what this scene is about for us. Well, first off, I want to read this to you in Revelations 3. It says this, a message to the church. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. So go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. And so I heard him begin just to call out to me like, it is time for the church to awaken. And I went back and started reading through some of my journals and some of the prophetic words that I have seen in the past. And I wrote these things down. Um, in 2010... When J.D. and I lived in Colorado, we had a man come and prophesy over us. And he um, talked about this dam that we were at the bottom of. And we began chipping away at this dam. And what was about to happen was there was going to be a mighty breakthrough. So we took that. We began waiting on it. We thought maybe it was for when we were in Colorado. But we didn't see it come. We came and we moved to Tennessee. And we started something called the Burning Hearts here and in 2016, when we were doing that, before we had even launched the church, um, I wrote down that during the first meeting, there was a woman who had a vision of a dam. She said that there were cracks in the wall, and little by little, water was coming through, and it was getting ready to break. It was the same vision that we had received from another prophet in 2010. And then I looked up some of the other things that I'd written down in Charisma Magazine in 2018. There was an article called The Dam is About to Break and Open, and it was over the church and what God was about to do. 
May 20th by the Butler Ministries. There, there was another article that I had read that said the dams are breaking. And even this last Wednesday night during worship, Charity stopped in the middle of worship and she breaks because they throw boulders at it and begin to break it down. And this was an intent. And then I looked up some of the other things that I'd written down in Charisma Magazine in 2018. There was an article called The Dam is About to Break and Open. And it was over the church and what God was about to do. About this dam that we were at the bottom of. And we began chipping away at this dam. And what was about to happen was there was going to be a mighty breakthrough. So we took that. We began waiting on it. We thought maybe it was for when we were in Colorado. But we didn't see it come. We came and we moved to Tennessee, and we started something called the Burning Hearts. First off, I want to read this to you in Revelations 3. It says this, a message to the church. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my I watch the next scene and she begins to run towards these sleeping giants and begins to yell, wake up, wake up, wake up. And she begins to make all kinds of noise to wake these sleeping giants. I think the church is the sleeping giant. I think we have been so asleep that God is taking this opportunity for us to come alive and be the hands and feet of Christ like we never have been before. And so you see her waking these giants up and she's bidding them to come and chase after her to break this dam that has been holding back water from what they think is going to be total devastation to their land. Well, I began to lean in and say, all right, I know you have something to say to our church today about what this scene is about for us. Well, first off, I want to read this to you in Revelation 3. It says this. A message to the church. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. So go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. And so I heard him begin just to call out to me like, it is time for the church to awaken. And I went back and started reading through some of my journals and some of the prophetic words that I have seen in the past. And I wrote these things down. Um, in 2010, when J.D. and I lived in Colorado, we had a man come and prophesy over us. And he um, talked about this dam that we were at the bottom of. And we began chipping away at this dam. And what was about to happen was there was going to be a mighty breakthrough. So we took that. We began waiting on it. We thought maybe it was for when we were in Colorado. But we didn't see it come. We came and we moved to Tennessee. And we started something called the Burning Hearts here. And in 2016, when we were doing that, before we had even launched the church, um, I wrote down that during the first meeting, there was a woman who had a vision of a dam. She said that there were cracks in the wall and little by little water was coming through and it was getting ready to break. It was the same vision that we had received from another prophet in 2010. 
And then I looked up some of the other things that I'd written down in Charisma Magazine in 2018. There was an article called The Dam is About to Break and Open, and it was over the church and what God was about to do. May 20th, by the Boltler Ministries, there, there was another article that I had read that said the dams are breaking. And even this last Wednesday night during worship, Charity stopped in the middle of worship, and she said that she had this vision of a dam and that it was getting ready to break. And what we thought was going to be destruction was actually life-giving. Well, in the movie, what you see happens is she awakens the sleeping giant. They come, the dam breaks because they throw boulders at it and begin to break it down. And this source of life, this water comes rushing through and it doesn't destroy, it actually brings life. And so I wanted to say this today, that I believe what the takeaway from this, for me, for my family, what we've been talking about, is that as unknown as this thing has been, something that we've never experienced, we are stepping out into an unknown territory. But we are no longer conforming to the comforts of our church because we can't even be in a normal church anymore. We're having to step outside the walls and figure out what church looks like, like the early church would have. And so we're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit say, don't let people be isolated or be separated, but step out, be my hands, be my feet, and reach out to people around you. Break down the dams that have been holding them from us. Break down the dams that have been holding the Spirit of God from rushing in with his life-giving water. And so this morning I want to pray over you. And then I want to give you another homework assignment. Something that I'm super excited about that I believe the Holy Spirit has given to us is a catalyst to begin to draw people to the Lord. So can I just pray? Spirit of the living God, we just thank you that you can use something as simple as a movie, as a Disney movie, to speak boldly to us about the state of the church and what it is that you need us to do. God, I prophesy to Siege Church that this is a moment of breakthrough. This isn't a moment of us being shut up or dammed up or isolated or separated from one another. But this is a time for us to press in, for the walls to be broken down. God, I thank you that this is a season of change in the church, that you are waking up the body of Christ. Oh, wake up, sleeping church. Wake up, sleeping church. We call you forth to be what you were created to be, not to be stuck in a building somewhere. I just hear him say, do you not know that you are the church? You are the church. It is not a building. You are the church. And upon this rock, this church, I will build my kingdom and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So God, we thank you for innovative ideas of how we can reach out to each other, connect with each other. I come against depression and anxiety and isolation. This would be a season where we're not isolated, but we encounter the true presence of the living God in our homes, with our families, even if you're by yourself, that there would be a grand encounter of the presence of God where you're living, where you're dwelling right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So as we lean into the song of Do the Next Right Thing, I had this idea, um, and I'm not the only one. I've looked it up on the internet, and there's other people doing the same thing. But I want to encourage you today. If you go to our website, you're going to see something that you can print out. And 
what it's going to have on it is just a brief message that you can share with your neighbors about how they connect, can connect with you, with Seeds Church, so that they aren't feeling isolated, but also it gives them an inroad into a community of believers where maybe they don't know Christ, that they could come to the knowledge of who Jesus is and that he loves them right where they are. And so what we have the idea of doing um, next to me, I have created this little coronavirus kit. Um, and so here we have some really simple human needs and then just some fun things like an old movie that we had, an old book, um, a deck of cards, some Kleenex water, cereal, soup, some different things that people might need. And if you print out that letter that is available online, you can attach it to that box. We're asking you to think of someone. Ask the Holy Spirit as you hear his voice. Who is it you're calling me out to? Who needs this today? And it may be as simple as the person across the street or the person that lives next door. But I'm asking you to take these items, drop it off. You don't even have to have contact with them. Ring the doorbell and leave. Let them know. Handwrite something to them. Letting them know that you care about them, that you see them. And give them an invitation to join you online. Join us online as a community. So I bless you to do that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us this morning here. We love you, Siege Church. Have a wonderful day with your families. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.